0: Hi, this is Viv and you're listening to a new episode of If I Did, You Can Too. The guest that we have on this episode is someone who has traveled to the country that pretty much everyone is trying to run away from. And she decided that that was going to be her new home. Despite the fact that everyone was calling her crazy and questioning her decision of staying in that country... She decided to go with her gut and live the life that she wanted to. The country that I am talking about is my hometown. And this lady is American-Iranian. So let's hear her story and get inspired. Hey everyone, we're back with yet another episode of If I Did, You Can Too, and I have Panta right here. I'm just going to let her introduce herself. You'll actually see, find out what the reason is that I got her to speak on my show. Panta, go ahead, introduce yourself.
1: Okay. Um, hi, Viv. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Panta. Um, I am an English teacher born and raised in the US to Iranian parents. And um, I've studied quite a few languages like uh, Spanish, Italian, and German, and I've lived in those countries as well. Um, I I currently teach English. I've taught English in Chile before, and I'm now living in Iran. I've been here for seven years, and I'm teaching English. Uh, I was doing some freelance writing about tourism for a while, um, but now I'm mostly just Teaching And oh, also writing my blog, (laughs) Uh, which is explaining Iranian culture
0: for people who are interested in it. Uh, But who are you? That was like the title of your job and what you've done. How do people uh, see you? Who is Panta?
1: Who is Panta? I don't think anybody has ever asked me that question before. And now I don't know how to answer it. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That's fine. I am a shy introvert. Uh, I haven't taken the, I think it's called the Myers, Myers-Briggs Myers test or whatever, to find out the INF something, those abbreviations, the personality thing. Um, all I know for sure is that I'm an introvert and I'm shy. I'm a shy introvert. Um, I love languages. Uh, I love teaching, actually. I like to be able to explain um, I don't know. I, yeah, I like to help people understand things and I think that's maybe one reason why I enjoy my blog. I feel like it helps people to understand Iranian culture, which is very misunderstood. Um, I love traveling and meeting new people. So that's kind of a weird thing that uh, I'm a shy introvert, but when I travel, I, kind, I like these, like, small interactions with people. And in and, and those moments, you probably wouldn't guess that I am shy. Or, like, when I'm teaching, my students are, I think I talked about it once, that I was shy, and they were like, no, you're not. I was like, no, really, I am. <laughs> They're, and they can't believe it because it's kind of like acting for me. Uh, teaching has become like acting, because I feel like I, it's not who I am naturally, but you have to sort of be very energetic and upbeat and like talkative. And so um, I actually did take acting classes for a while just to be able to stand in front of a group of people and talk, and that helped a lot because I, I just couldn't do that. But that helped, actually, the acting classes.
0: Okay, let's go to the teaching part. Tell me, tell us, actually, What happened that you decided to go for teaching? Because you said you were shy. It was not easy for you to talk in front of people. How did you become a teacher?
1: Yeah, so people had told me before, they're like, oh, you should teach. You're good at it. And I was like, no, there's no way I could ever do something like that. But before that, I had studied uh, tourism. I did a master's degree in that. And then I guess I didn't. It was more business-like, and so I wasn't really into the whole business world kind of thing. But I had spent so much time in the language classroom as a student, as a learner myself, that I saw that I I like that environment. And I like being around those kinds of people and students and teachers. And so I decided to just, I was like, no, I can do this. So I started my master's program, but all the while kind of thinking that dreading the day that I graduated because I was like, after that, it's real, and I'm really going to have to do this. And, oh, God, what am I going to do? But I just, I don't know, I guess I had a year and a half of mental preparation <laughs> for how I was going to do this. And then, of course, there was a lot of student teaching and stuff like that, which helped. The acting classes helped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And eventually I, I did it and I realized that, okay, this is different. It's not like you're standing in front of a group of people giving a presentation because that's nerve-wracking for anyone. But when you're the teacher and you're kind of like the authority and not authority, but you know, you're the one who knows the information. You're trying to help others. It's a little bit different. It's much different. And I saw that I I, I really enjoyed doing that. Okay. So and then
0: your shyness just faded away.
1: Not faded away, but it got a lot better. And then so over time, so it's been what like 10 or 11, maybe 12 years that I've been teaching now. So I've gotten consider- considerably better and less shy. But it's still in there. You know, it depend like maybe I'm less shy for teaching, but like uh, oh, God, you won't find me at a party or anything like that. <laughs> so those things haven't changed.
0: It makes sense. Um, you told me that you lived in so many different places. Can you just name them? And then tell me what were you exactly doing? Were you teaching English everywhere or were you being a tour guide? Yeah, in so Spain, Italy, and Germany – in
1: those places, I was studying the language, um, their respective languages. And then in Chile, I was teaching English in a high school, in a middle school, high school, as a volunteer project. And then in Iran, I'm teaching and um, just kind of traveling, exploring Iran, just finding out more about my heritage. And then I have my blog. And so sometimes when tourists come, they contact me. And like we just go out for like a coffee. I might show them
0: around Tehran. Not I'm not an official tour guide or anything like that. But I just like to show them around. Mm-hmm. You and- mentioned your blog as we started the interview from the beginning. I think twice or three times. Tell us where, how <laughs> did you start? No, no, no. That's a good thing. I want to know the story. So tell us um, how did it start? Well, I like writing and it happened,
1: um, it, I started maybe seven or eight years ago. And I, I just, I don't know, just because I like writing. I started writing about it as a way to just learn more about my own culture, where I came from, where my parents came from, etc. And then I didn't know anything about blogging and I honestly didn't care. <laughs> I just liked the writing, but I would post it and then... Little by little, I saw that people were reading it and like sending me emails and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, wow, people are actually looking at this. And so I started writing more. Eventually, after a few years, I started, I, oh, that's when I started writing for this website called Culture Trip, which is based in London, I believe. And I kind of became their Iran writer. And I did that just because I wanted a lot of writing practice, like, Writing, you know, with a deadline and writing good quality, et cetera. And through them, I learned a lot about blogging and actually how you're supposed to do it and SEO and what is that and all these different things. So I, I changed my blog and I kind of like upgraded it to look halfway decent um, and just, yeah, continued writing. After COVID, I think everything changed for everyone. I've been writing a lot less. I feel like I haven't gone out quite as much and inspiration's been lacking, but I'm trying to get back there.
0: I don't write quite as frequently as I used to, but I'm trying to. Mm -hmm. And then right now you're living in Iran, right? Right. But while you were writing about Iran, you were not living there.
1: Not, yeah. So not for maybe the first six months or one year or something like that I wasn't but that's kind of what that's one of the reasons that brought me here because so growing up we came to Iran every summer and we stayed here for about like two and a half months almost like the entire summer we would stay here so I was always here as like a tourist and um Somehow there was always this mental block for me that like, oh, I can't do anything in Iran by myself because, you know, there's family. They always help you. Like, I can't even cross the street because it's scary. The cars don't stop for you. and uh, But then I got to a point where I was like, <laughs> you know what it's like. I love the street one. Yeah. <laughs> it's still like a source of daily stress for me crossing the street. Um, but... I was like, why is it that I've lived in these other places and I could, you know, I could handle my own business and I would do it fine. But somehow in Iran, like, I just can't do anything. And So I wanted that experience of living here, actually experiencing it, learning more, just more deeply about my culture. And so um, I came here and realized, yeah, no, it is just a mental block. And I I actually can do things by myself here, I'm quite capable.
0: And then you went there, when was it like seven years ago that you went to Iran? Yeah, so it was uh, June of 2014. And then you stayed. So what happened? I don't know. <laughs> um, I stayed,
1: I started working, I liked it. it. It was like, okay, well, I'm here for a few months And I was like, well, no, let me extend it. No, I think I still want to stay there. No, I still haven't gotten everything out of there that I want to. No, I still want to travel around Iran. No, I I like the people I've met there. No, I have friends there. To tell you, okay, I think we got to one reason, friends. (laughs) I don't know. I guess as an introvert, it's always more challenging to make friends or make, you know, just meet people in general, right? But somehow in Iran, I think Iranians are so friendly, that they would always approach me and like, you know, they always invite you places or just they offer you anything, like offer you a ride home or do you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And um, I actually formed a good group of friends here. And so that was one reason I kind of felt like I had more of a social life here, which is a little bit funny, I guess. But the odd thing is now that many of them have left, they've left Iran. Um, So there's also that.
0: (laughs) That's exactly probably why it's very surprising for everyone that you went to Iran and you stayed. Because right now everyone is running away. Yeah. Just the fact that you made friends and they all left is the evidence of how everyone is, literally everyone is trying to leave. But why did you choose to stay? Everyone always says that it's very difficult to live there. And we need to escape. literally. Scape is the word that mm-hmm. we always use. We need to escape to be able to have a decent life, not even a good life, just like a normal life that has fundamental rights in it and a little bit of freedom.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I think the only thing I can say, it might just partly be my personality. I'm just kind of okay with, I don't, I don't like big parties, I don't like big crowds, I don't like clubs, I'm not into drinking. <laughs> I guess there's none of that here. And I'm okay with that, it doesn't really bother me. What I really am looking for here is just traveling and exploring places, and
0: I, I think I can get that here. You don't miss your hometown? Don't you want to go back? See,
1: no... See, that's another thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because I grew up in the south of the U.S. in Alabama, which I don't know what you know about Alabama, but it doesn't have a very great reputation in the U.S. At least people make fun of it a lot. Um, It's not that bad. But (laughs) I think growing up in my hometown, there weren't a lot of foreigners. There weren't a lot of kids like me who who spoke a different language at home. And who had a, you know, a different name that nobody could pronounce? And so I never really felt like that was home either. So you're kind of like, it's like you don't really fit in there. and and even when I went for went to college, I studied in Washington, d c. And even there, I think, okay, there's more foreigners, but most of my friends were kids like me who had, they weren't really American. You know, there were other kids who were hyphenated, Pakistani American, Greek American, Serbian American, whatever. And we kind of, I think we had similar upbringings and we kind of understood each other more that, you know, there is not home. For many of us, not for everybody, but for many of us. But but then also here, like when you're in the U.S., you're too Iranian. When you're in Iran, you're too American. So I have that issue here as well. Um, and then like in other places like Germany, I had some negative encounters there. Um, in other countries, they were just it was just like a big question mark. Well, then what are you (laughs) like? They don't know much about Iran. And then as an American, they're like, oh, American, they don't really like Americans. Um, I'm not talking about places that I'm just talking about general places that I've lived, places that I've traveled to. So there's this book. uh, It's called Together Tea. It's by this writer named Marjan Kamali. It's really great. It's a good book. And so she has this line in there, and this line has always stayed with me, and I've even written it on my blog. It is about this Iranian-American girl, and she, um, she says her place is, she's Iranian-American, and her place is on the hyphen, right? She's neither this side nor that side. And that's just exactly how I feel, <laughs> that there's not really a, a place. It's just, you're right there on the hyphen wow that
0: is kind of sad actually
1: yeah (laughs) because when i go back to the us i i'm glad to see my family but uh i don't feel like i belong there either but then i come here it's a little bit i have to say oddly enough it's a little bit better here but still yeah there's not really that
0: place where you feel at home what i'm thinking about right now is you've traveled to a lot of places and lived in different countries continents even, just to find home. And the place that is closest to home to you right now is Iran. So maybe this is why you don't want to go. See? I solved the problem. (laughs) (laughs) You did. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's
0: nice. That's a beautiful thing. Oh my god. See? We started (laughs) with a mystery. Right now it's all, all gone, all done. Bring all your problems to me. I'm ready to solve it. You told me that you've seen a lot of um, foreigners who are living in Iran as well. Mm -hmm. And they just say there's something about that. Yeah. First of all, I didn't even know that there are a lot of foreigners living in Iran. Mm -hmm. And whenever there were foreigners coming to Iran and they were like, oh yeah, we are going to stay here. I was like, are you crazy? You're out of your mind. Why here? (laughs) But then I also would think, because money is really important to me, okay? Because like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of it growing up. So I'm like, I, I look at everything from that perspective. So to me, I was like, okay, makes sense. If they have money in US dollars or like in euros, and then they just change it and have it in... Our currency, which is rial mm-hmm. or toman, that's gonna be a lot of money. So it's good enough for you to live a good life. That that was the only reasoning that I could find in my anti-Iranian brain back then <laughs> uh, for foreigners to stay. But you told me something else. You told me that they all say there's something about it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So I know a lot,
1: uh, a few who. A few who just work here who've come here for work, there used to be more before you know Donald Trump came and threw the world upside down but um but there are, and there's many some who have just married Iranians that they that they've come here to stay, and um some actually who are students, so they've come here to study the language, and yeah, they say that. I remember there was this one tourist in particular, well, she was a tourist, actually, not somebody who lived here, but she just fell in love with Iran. And the only other place she liked other than Iran was India, but she traveled, she had spent a year just traveling all over the world. And then when I asked her, she said, um, "She's like, yeah, I just don't know. I I love the the people and the food and the culture and the sites and the music and just everything is but i could say that about anywhere else <laughs> just like i don't know what it is about here like i i definitely want to come back here and for me sometimes i think it it might be the people um, even though sometimes i think it's it's no i'm like, it's not the people but there's days where like something happens like you have a like a really kind of cool encounter with someone, you're like, see there, Mm -hmm. that's the reason why I love it here. Then like a a couple of days later, something happens that is negative and you're like, that's the reason, that's the (laughs) exact reason why I hate it here. (laughs) I know. So all these things you could say about anywhere, but I feel like there's always these little, there's certain things with people, certain encounters with people that I just feel like you would never have in the US, or I I haven't had in other places. and I don't know if maybe I'm just being biased and I'm looking at my own people like, oh, they're so good. That's why I love it.
0: But yeah, (laughs) it's hard to say. It's really hard to pinpoint. I can say the same thing, because I have a lot of international friends. And I lived most of my life in Iran. So I didn't even spend that much time abroad. Yeah now with all the friends that i have i still feel like the connections that i've made in iran it's just they're so different like you know the depth is different the bond is different could be because i'm iranian and i lived in (laughs) iran for a long time but also like during that very short period of time recently that i lived in iran uh before coming to malaysia i made a a lot of new friends as well. Mm-hmm. And still, I talk to all of them. Like, they're my close friends right now. Yeah. But from all the people that I met in Poland, and they were my friends, and we were talking every single day, I think there are, like, only handful that I actually talk to them right now. Right. Not even every day. Right. But, like, just asking how they are. I think it's just a different... I don't know, maybe it's the culture thing, you see... The, the images and memories that I have from old time in Iran, it was, like, all the families and neighbors being together, mm-hmm. cooking, like, this one dish for the whole street <laughs> so that everyone <laughs> in the neighborhood can have it. It's, like, everything was, like, let's gather and mm-hmm. have fun together. Even if we want to cook, we cook together. Yeah. You know, Barney in um High Mother, he was, like... Yeah, yeah. Um... Make sure you have your friends always there with you. Because if they're not there, nothing is legendary, you know? Right. <laughs> I don't know. It was something along the line of this way. <laughs> but I think Iranians, they actually lived this. And they love helping people. Oh, they do? So you don't even ask for help. No. But they're like, do you need this? Do you want me to bring this to you? Do you want me to cook this? And not just for that. Like, just the other day, I
1: was... I was going to find, I needed, I had a, a meeting and I was going to find the address. And then I found the number, but I couldn't find like the door or anything. I was like, and I was just kind of going up and down the street, like obviously confused. And then I hear this man behind me and he's like, miss, that's the door. That's the door right there. And I was like, oh, this way. He was like, yeah, that's it. Just, just knock. They're in there. I was like, how, how do he know what I was looking for? And sure enough. I felt, I was like, oh, there's the doorbell. And I rang the doorbell and that was it. I'm like, how did he know? (laughs) But like, they're, they know everything. And it's the same way where like, if you ask somebody for directions, like 20 people answer you. And I just think it's so cute. Like, (laughs) some people would call it nosy, but I don't, I don't think, I think when they're trying to help you, it's not. Um, And I just think it's really sweet. And like I always say, like, all of my best childhood memories are from Iran because we spent our summers here. So like just going, like walking to the, walking to buy bread with my cousins. And then like on the way home, we would like eat half of the bread, (laughs) you know, because it's like still hot and like really good. Or like here was the only place where, you know, I could, my mom would send me out and be like, oh, go buy yogurt from the store. And I, and I could easily do that. I could just walk to the store and it was safe and nice and good. And I never had those experiences in the U.S. You can't do that. Like, at least not where
0: I grew up. I mean, like, because right now I'm thinking we're only talking about positive parts. There's so mm-hmm. many negative things going on as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And especially right now, it's just crazy in Iran. Yeah. Every for sure. There's not even one day that we go to social media and not see yet another bad news. Yeah. This is like happening on a daily basis. It's our routine right now for Iranians. Yeah. But also at the same time, I think it's just like, it's a different mindset. Do you want to leave just for the sake of leaving? Yeah. Or do you want to stay and also see the ugly and the beauty both at the same time
1: yeah and I think um, it's just that you're the only person who can do that is just control what you see and what you and how you want to interpret it and I had a lot of students at the beginning who would ask me be like oh I'm really I want to immigrate do you think I should do it I'm like okay well why do you want to go and they're like well, because everybody else is going. I'm like, okay, but why do why do you want to go? What's your and they're like, well, cause everybody else is going. And it just goes back to that cliche of like, well, if everybody else were gonna jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge, you know? <laughs> but they don't really have a, a a reason and and it's just become that wanting to leave is normal and wanting to stay, you're crazy. But I don't know. I, and it's just, it's, it's sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely do as well, but I think also for many people like you, you had, you said yourself, you had that mindset and then you left, you went to Poland and came back and things kind of changed for you. And I, I see that a lot with people here. And I, there was actually a, a, a tourist here I was talking to once, and he said the same thing, I think he was from England. He said that, um, he's noticed this among people, people who have lived in other countries and come back to Iran, don't. they have a different view. Like Iran is like, okay, yeah, it has its problems, but it's not as bad as they thought. But it's always the people who are like, you're crazy, you have to escape and get out of here, you're nuts. They're the ones who have never left, they they maybe, maybe, maybe never even traveled outside of Iran. And they have this fantasy of what they see on TV, what the outside world looks like. And, and it's not like that. Um, I remember years and years, like, like something like 20 years ago or something, my cousins used to think that like the U.S. was like the, MTV beach house, you know, like everybody's partying and this, I'm like, what? Like, that's so fake. That's not what it's like, you know, or they think, or people even now, sometimes they're like, uh, I've, I've heard people like say like, Oh, like that apartment in friends, like that's the apartment you can get in New York city. I'm like, Oh, that's what you think. Okay. All right. Good luck with that. (laughs) I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) um and it's it's not like that so i see a difference between these these
0: two groups of people i agree i was actually thinking about the same thing as well that we cannot deny the fact that it's pretty fucked up right now especially right now it's pretty fucked up because you don't you don't even know if you're gonna have internet tomorrow when you wake up right yeah but I also do see that a lot, that whole pattern of people wanting to escape and calling you crazy and nuts are the ones that haven't lived abroad, like actually living independently uh, for, let's say, at least a year. Like they don't have that experience. But because of media, they just think it's always the grass is always greener on the other side, you know. So that's where they're going for like the dreamland i'm gonna achieve all of my dreams there here i'm just gonna be stuck forever so i'm gonna do everything plan everything in my life this is what i don't like as well let's plan everything in our life so that tomorrow if we decide to leave this country we have enough document to show them and to support ourselves proving that yes we can leave you know they're it's like they're living every single day with just like this checklist that they need to have in order to leave the country. They are not living at the moment. Because one very, very interesting thing a friend of mine said the other day. He's Iranian and he's actually living in Iran. He was living in India for a very long time. Like his whole childhood was there. And then his family came to Iran. He Right now he's living in Iran. And he was like, living in this country has taught me one very important thing. That you should enjoy now and today because you don't know what will happen tomorrow. And that's one way that you can look at it, like a, in a very positive mindset, or you can just say, wow, it's so fucked up, you cannot even plan for your like next week because you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, Iranians know nothing about the present. They They either live in the past or the future. In the past, everything was better and you can't plan for the future, we are hopeless for the future, et cetera. And okay, yeah, I know it's easy to say that, live in the moment, live in the present, because um, everybody all over the world has that problem, but it, it's a lot here. It's definitely a culture here of, <laughs> I have to say this part in Persian, <laughs> it's kind of that being upset and sad and depressed, and there's a lot of, Wallowing in your own misery, and we have a lot of these kinds of words even in our language. I think it's very telling of the culture, and a lot of the music that you listen to is just—you'll just start crying for no reason. And you're like, oh my god, I'm crying. Um, and like the TV series, the movies—they're excellent. Don't get me wrong; there are a lot of amazing movies, but they're so dep- like you have to to watch an Iranian movie. You have to be mentally prepared because it'll just take it out of you because at the end of it, and and, and then and they're great, they're great movies, right? But you walk away feeling so heavy and just like you need a break. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's also partly cultural, I guess.
0: Panta, do you have, considering what my friend just said about living in Iran and how you cannot plan for the future, do you have a plan for like where are you in five years
1: i don't know i don't think i've ever known (laughs) uh i remember getting this question during a job interview and i froze (laughs) and i was like oh my god i have no idea because i don't know i i don't know what the future holds i i don't know what will happen to me tomorrow and maybe i've always just been a sort of kind of a go with the flow kind of person I, I Like in college, I, when I graduated high school, I never knew what I wanted to major in in college. Um, people all around me were like, I want to go to college and major in this and then do this and then this. And I always felt like, oh, my God, I'm such a loser. I'm such a uh, because I don't know what I want to do. But, OK, I, I, I started. And I was like, oh, I like Spanish. After college, oh, my God, what am I going to do? People were going to grad school. They were starting jobs. And I was freaking out like, I don't know what I want to do. And so what's the next step? Okay, I I studied in different countries. I I found odd jobs. And then eventually I was like, okay, tourism. I did that. And it's like and then everybody was finding jobs in tourism. They're gonna start this company and that company, they're working here. And then meanwhile, I'm like, okay, I'm finishing my degree and I don't think this is what I wanna do. (laughs) And then like at that time, like the economy of the U.S. is like crashing. There are no jobs or anything. So I traveled again, again, step by step. All right. Studying a little bit of this language, living there. Okay. I want to, I want to teach English next step. So like, you know, everything for me from the beginning, it's just kind of been step by step. I don't think I've ever really had a plan and I don't know
0: whether that's good or bad. I just know that's how it's been for me. I hate this question as well. That's why I ask everyone. So I'm like, let's see, do they have something? Because let me give you an example. You see how you have an exam tomorrow and you just feel like you've fallen behind because everyone has studied, everyone is ready, everyone's going to get straight A's and everything. And you're going to be the one with F sitting right there, not knowing anything at all. But then when you text a friend and they're like, oh, I haven't started it yet either, You're like, oh my god, I'm not the only dumb one. Now we're two. That feels good, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So this is the same thing. Because whenever they ask me, where are you in five years? I sure definitely have all of these cliche answers to give them. Because it's part of my job. I get asked, I think like at least it's fair to say, monthly once or twice they actually ask me this question so I need to have an answer ready (laughs) but then for real I am the same as well and I know a lot of people also don't know like they are not sure they don't even know if they like what they're doing at the moment or not and what I want for them to Mm -hmm. feel is that it is okay because everyone is everyone is trying to figure it out yeah yeah no one's got it I'm sure you've heard this where they say, you know,
1: oh, tell God about your plans and he'll laugh at you, you know, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's kind of true. Like if, if you would have told me that I I would be here for seven years, I never, never would have predicted that. I never would have thought I would stay here. But I, I like where my journey has taken me and I like who it's shaped me to be and I don't know, I I, I, do, I do freak out sometimes. I do get stressed about what's gonna happen and my mind does go to bad places. It's, it's really, really easy. Your mind is very creative and it's your own worst enemy and <laughs> um, it can do a lot of things, but I just have to remember that just because I think something that doesn't mean it's true, it doesn't mean it's gonna happen. And so I just kind of have to bring myself back into the moment.
0: That's good. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, Panta, what is your Instagram handle or whatever social media? Where can people find you? And also tell us about that blog. What is the address?
1: Yeah, um, well, my blog address is mypersiancorner.com. And so my Instagram handle is the same. It's just mypersiancorner. Yeah, that's... The one I use the most at the moment. I don't really use other platforms.
0: Great. Um, If you were to leave the people, the listeners of this podcast, beautiful people who are listening to this podcast with one thing, what would that be? Don't worry too much about how it's going to happen or what's going to happen.
1: Just live your life, live your journey. Try to find beauty and something positive each day because I guarantee that being able to find something beautiful, even in the worst of times, that'll make you really, really strong. And over time, that that will kind of accumulate and better things, better things will happen.
0: Perfect. Panta, uh, let's wrap up the podcast. You do your own version of goodbye, whatever way you want, and then I'll do my. Go ahead. Um,
1: well, thank you so, so much for having me. Uh, i i hope you know my words were helpful in some way and it was lovely talking to you thank you so much thank you for everybody who listened
0: thank you thank you thank you so much for coming on the show for sharing your story with us and i really had a pleasant experience right here i hope you all listeners likewise perfect see we had a blast i hope you guys did as well (laughs) uh thank you so much for listening this was yet another episode of if i did you can too until next time bye-bye